Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good morning. Good morning, Northlanders. Yes, here we are on a Monday in the Northland. The uh, lots of things going on tomorrow, of course, is the big New Hampshire primary. Nikki Haley thought with that. Ron DeSantis dropping out. Some of you may have only heard that for the first time when I just said it. But yes, Ron DeSantis has pulled out. So now what we have happened, what we've had happen in the last couple of weeks is we had first a Vivek Ramswamy drop out and endorse Donald Trump. <clears throat> then we had Tim Scott end his own campaign and endorse Donald Trump. And now we have had uh, Ron DeSantis uh, drop out and inform his foes that he also is endorsing Donald Trump. So I don't know how any of this helps Nikki Haley, but she somehow thinks that this is all going to somehow help her. Um, She made an announcement on Sunday in New Hampshire speaking at a lobster uh, event at a restaurant that's that had live lobsters that uh, the DeSantis had in fact pulled out, and so she was she was uh, not begging, but uh, actually uh, pleading with people to please come out tomorrow and uh, vote for a change, a real change. Um, and I just don't see it happening. In fact, the problem for Haley shows up everywhere in the polls. Um, first of all, the latest. CNN poll, and that's, of course, about as far left as you can get, released on Sunday morning, Sunday morning, showed that about 62% of DeSantis' supporters would back Trump as their second choice, while only 30% would back Haley. Now, you wrap that up with the latest Suffolk University Boston Globe NBC 10 poll, uh, that had 57% of DeSantis' supporters backing Trump as their second choice, <clears throat> while 33% would choose Haley. So even though he might only be polling <clears throat> 6 or 7%, depending upon the survey, even those numbers, his votes would make a matter if they broke towards Trump, which it appears like they are breaking that way. So... Um, Tomorrow's numbers, or tomorrow's, uh, I should say, tomorrow's New Hampshire's uh, caucus or polls, uh, their uh, primaries will be interesting. With uh, with DeSantis's withdrawal, uh, you know, we don't know what is actually going to happen. Trump's campaign advisors, Chris Lovata and Susie Wills, seem to celebrate Haley's current dilemma. Um, issuing a memo to reporters highlighting comments by Haley's allies in recent weeks projecting that she would win New Hampshire and uh, and almost uh, now appears increasingly unlikely. Tomorrow will be very, very uh, critical to watch, uh, but it appears like, uh, yeah, right now it's a two-person race, Haley and Trump, um, but uh, it, it could have, it, it, it could be very close to over. And, you know, and let me tell you, when you drop out past New Hampshire, the next race, it would appear like should really help Nikki Haley out 
which is her own home state. However, that doesn't appear likely now either. The numbers coming out of uh, out of the Carolinas appear, and Trump has always done exceedingly well in the southern states. So that doesn't appear uh, too too favorable for her either. Anyway, she's uh, Haley is out there uh, yesterday and today trying to pitch that uh, you know now that DeSantis is out of the race. Uh, we should be moving on and the voters should move with her uh, against Trump. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So on a uh, on a sports vein, Kenny, I'm sure you watched some of the playoffs over the weekend. We now have the Chiefs versus the Ravens and the 49ers versus the Lions for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, go Detroit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know they were they were fairly surprising, don't I mean? Well, I guess maybe not surprising. Is Kansas City becoming one of the most hated sports teams <laughs> on earth? I mean, really? I mean, they're perennials, and say what you want about perennial uh, champions or good teams. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're there for that reason because they're good. But You've got these sideline features with uh. Taylor Swift, and then you had the brother of Travis Kelsey um, in the uh, one of the suites at the Buffalo Stadium last night. Yes. Drinking beer, acting a fool, his shirt off. Naked from the waist up. Jumped out of the executive booth, and people started throwing snowballs at him. <laughs> this is getting silly, man. I mean, and, and then you've got his brother, you know, he's a great tight end no doubt about it scored a couple of touchdowns but after the first one what does he do he looks up to the press box and gives his sweetie up there the heart sign this is that heart sign this is terrible it's awful nobody likes it except people in kansas city exactly and i'd even bet there's some people in kansas city that think it's getting kind of old well i yeah, I'm sure there are it's some awful. that thinks that maybe she's getting in the way of the actual football game and, you know, those kind of things. Well, they, uh, they, they kept on cutting to the uh, executive booth where she's sitting. It's like, we don't want to see her. And what was the day? What was the deal with so, her and Pat Mahomes' wife just hugging and yeah. carrying on and jumping up? And down? Yeah, I don't know. And Buffalo, you guys blew it, man. You had an opportunity to take that team oh. out and put an end to the uh, madness you think that uh, you think that field goal kicker will be around on the squad? Hey, that year? was a long field goal, Brad. And <laughs> you, you can't put it on the kicker unless it's you know a short well, kick. Well, he had done the games on the line it, uh, a couple of weeks ago. The same way he'd missed some other shots like that. So. Yeah, it's score a more tough points. One. You're right. Yeah, score oh, yeah. more touchdowns. Absolutely. Don't depend on your move kicker. the ball into the end zone. I don't know. So who are you picking as uh, Detroit? You know, I, I'll tell you. you, you are okay. Yeah. So you, you think? Uh, I hope they win it all. Yeah. Forty ers at Lions. Nah. Well, you know what? The Lions are capable of beating the Forty ers Yes, they are. I hope they do. How cool now, would that be, Brad? If Detroit now, won the Super Bowl, this game is going to be where? Will it be out in out in uh, San Francisco again? Yes. Boy, if it rains like it did that day, ooh, that could be treacherous. It wasn't that bad. Only about a quarter inch of rain fell. 
Really? Roughly. It looked like it was coming down hard all the time. Well, the camera kind of makes it look that way just because uh, through the camera lens. But it, it, it might yeah. have rained you know, that hard at that particular location. But overall, San Francisco got right around two-tenths of an inch of rainfall throughout the day. But uh, who's going to Las now, Vegas? That's where the Super Bowl uh, is, you know. Las yes. Vegas. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think the Lions and the Ravens. Is there ooh? Is there any chance the the Super Bowl will be rigged, being played in Las Vegas? <laughs> no, right? Not a chance. No, yeah. no. I don't know, oh, man. I'm there, there's tired no of this money stuff. going on this. Is there? Is there any money betting on the Super Bowl? <laughs> By the way, the worst, the worst guy, the worst thought of guy in the world is the guy at the end of the 49ers game yesterday, or I, I should say at the, uh, yeah, at the end of, uh, at the, end of the, <laughs> the game the Chiefs played uh, in, in Buffalo. The, the guy that just pulled his hat down over his head and was crying, was actually crying tears because the guy yeah, was a true fan. Game. You're at your uh, home stadium. You want your team to win. Uh, we heard all the... Yeah, uh, cry... Well, well, yeah, I mean, that's the way sports is for some. I don't know. Didn't you ever cry because your team? Well, I cried when the Vikings lost their first Super Bowl. I was like 10 years old, and I cried, and I've been crying ever since. (laughs) That was about the closest I have. I was was, uh, at a party. uh, I was working at a pizza place um, while I was still in the Marine Corps out in California, and a bunch of us. We're Minnesota-type individuals, and yeah. we met at the manager's uh, house and watched the game. And uh, I think I was just, 12 uh, or maybe 13. I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, what's on the agenda? Well, the other, the other good sports news, not that this is a sports show, but I did watch most of the wild game yesterday a little bit. Nice win. And uh, Krill got his first hat trick of the season. Was it the first of the season? I think so. Okay. I don't think he's had one good, this year. Good. Uh, nice win for the boys in Carolina. They got outshot, but they played well enough to win, and that's all that counts, man. You get the W. So what is what is wrong with Flurry? Why did upper he body? the game? Then? Upper body. Yeah. Okay, so he got hit by a puck or something. Well, it, could have been, it could be his ear. We don't know. Upper body. Well, the thing that happened, Brad, is he was out behind the net uh, playing the puck, and the player... Uh, from Florida came in and Smacked gave him, him. Yeah, yeah, gave him the, yeah. a hit, and he spun around and fell, and we assume that's what caused it, because he left the game shortly after. But this team has had to that deal team, with uh, that. That game got a little rowdy, didn't it? I mean, there was uh, quite a bit of. And we learned that the wild can the wild can hold their own when it comes to well, tough stuff. Yeah, they they can. So they're playing Washington Tuesday tomorrow night. Uh, Washington Tuesday in St. Paul, 7 o'clock, drop of the puck on WDSM 710 AM, the game. And if I could real quickly just give a shout-out to our radio station, 710 AM here at Midwest Communications. When it comes to wild hockey, there's a lot of questions on television. Where is it going to be at? What channel is it on? Rest assured that every... Wild hockey game can be heard on seven ten a.m. Yeah, you won't have to check the Peacock station or no. go to ESPN Plus no. or any of that stuff. 
Now, on occasion, it has moved to KDAL. We'll let you know when that happens. But that was primarily for some Packer football, and I'm not sure of all the details why, but it's only happened a handful of times. So I heard uh, I heard Siski talking this morning about, uh, well, he didn't want to talk about draft day, but he talked about draft day anyway. And um, the Packers have a couple of good choices, evidently. And he said the future is very, very bright for the Packers. They're in good position, a lot of young, strong, good players. Yeah. Vikings got an issue, don't they? What to do about quarterback? Yeah, you're right, Brad. Um, I'm not even going to think about football in my team right now. I'm just... No. It's not an interest of mine. I'm sorry. (laughs) It just isn't. (laughs) Well, I'm a Viking fan. I want us to win. But right now, that's not where I'm at. (laughs) No. I will be. And, you know, the other day when we were talking about uh, uh, the cheerleaders getting uh, dissed, you know, by the Packers in Dallas. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were talking about the teams that have cheerleaders and those that don't. And the Packers don't have a cheerleaders. Yeah. We've got cheerleaders. Maybe we could trade our cheerleaders for a team. <laughs> there you go. Something to think about, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Kenny, we got to take our first break of the morning here on a Monday in the Northland, 610 KDAL. No, it's not KDAL. Yes, it is KDAL. And, and we're not on WDSM, and we won't talk sports anymore. So let's go to our first break, and we'll be back. KDAL. KDAL time, 1125, 22 above at the National Weather Service in Duluth. We've broken the cold spell, Brad, and it feels great. Well, not only that, Kenny, but NOAA is predicting above average temperatures for the next few months due to a continued effect of El Nino. Yes. Now, of course, John Kerry and the Democrats want it to be colder, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be. It's kind of that's good news. It's kind of interesting because yesterday we did break the twenty mark. We got up to twenty-one for our high yesterday. Uh, normal this time of the year is twenty. A year ago yesterday it was twenty-two, so uh, three was our low yesterday. But Saturday's high and low was eleven above for the high, yet it was eleven below for the low. So the temperature, yeah. the, the average temperature Saturday was zero. That ended yeah. that ended a six day streak with the average temperature below zero. So yeah, we were in quite a cold snap there, and that average temperature over six days, Brad, was minus four. It wasn't pleasant. It was cold. No. It was chilly. Yeah. But now they're projecting in and around I mean, we're maybe not gonna see it in Duluth Superior, but in and around Minnesota, Iowa, North North and South Dakota, we're going to see temperatures in the 40s. That's wonderful. Yeah. That, well, that really if I could add one more to that, today, January 22nd, the record high, Brad, back in 1942, the record high for this day in Duluth, 
the warmest January temperature on record, 55 degrees. That sounds like summer to me. (laughs) That's a warm temperature. Yeah. That's very. But that was before global warming. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is, do you think maybe John Kerry left his position as the uh, environmental uh, czar to work with the Biden uh, campaign group simply because he doesn't like what's going on there? I don't know. What do you mean? He's not happy with I the I mean, results? with the temperature. Maybe he sees oh. that uh, this whole scam of his no. global warming maybe isn't working out. Uh, no? I just think he got sick and tired of being called a knucklehead. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's that possibility. Well, listen, before I get into it real heavy here, I do want to remind all of our listeners about Peralt Construction. Boy, I'll tell you what, Northlanders, if you're looking for some great roofing jobs, if you've been thinking about putting a new roof on your home, no matter what kind of roof, it could be a metal roof. Peralt Construction specializes in all kinds of roofing, and they do it right. They've been doing it for a long time, as well as windows and doors and siding. About anything you could possibly think of redoing in your home. Let's say uh, you've been promising the wife for years that you were going to remodel the kitchen and get out of that avocado green. Well, you know what? Now might be the time to do it. Peralt Construction can do all of that work, and they do it right with good quality materials that will hold up here in the Northland and great people work right here in the Northland. 218 723-8477, Peralt Construction, for all of your home construction needs. Well, I happened to notice this morning um, that uh, there was a big piece in the uh, Duluth News Tribune that the superior officials and superior people in general are um, weighing, having a huge debate over this Namaji Trail Energy Center. I didn't know much about it until I read the story this morning, but it appears like it's a a huge project. It's a combination uh, between Minnesota Power and Dairyland Power Cooperative. It's a proposed $700 million natural gas power plant called the Namaji Trail. Um, And, of course, one of the first people that came out and supported it were the building trades uh, people that really, uh, you know, would love to see those jobs because that's a huge uh, long-term construction project. Uh, members of Minnesota's, uh, of northern Wisconsin, building trades and construction trades gathered Tuesday, uh, January 16th, to urge the city to support the project. And it sounds like most of the organizations are really behind it, of course, but you've got the environmental groups the Clean Wisconsin. You know, have we ever had a group call themselves Dirty Wisconsin? <laughs> or, uh, you know, Friends of the Boundary Waters? How about the Enemies of the Boundary Waters? Well, you no, know, we're all Friends of the Boundary Waters. Right. I'm glad you brought that thought up because you're right. There are regulations in place. And Absolutely. nobody can intentionally, wantingly uh, pollute waters and pollute the air because of strict uh, regulations that are in place. And quite frankly, Brad, and you would agree that those things have improved our air and our water quality already. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're talking about this because last week I had read this story wrong. I thought the mayor of Superior had a change of heart 
But it turns out it turns out he wanted the regulators to revisit their approval, if you will, because he does not want this project. Yeah, it appears like Mayor Payne is uh, is sticking to his guns against the project. And why? Somebody in the environmental groups have gotten to him somewhere. Because why wouldn't you want a $700 million project in your own country? A project that, uh, by the way, will use all of the latest and proven technological advantages to make sure the project stays uh, clean, keeps Wisconsin clean. I mean, you know, one of the uh, one of the people, uh, the uh, this Brett Corti, who is a staff attorney for Clean Wisconsin, said they call it natural gas, but it's methane. Methane. It sounds bad, doesn't it? Because there is nothing natural about gas. It's about as natural as plastic. Really? I thought the whole world was full of gas. It, you know, all you got to do in some areas is punch a little hole in the ground and there you got gas. Anyway, he, he noted the impact based on the site, such as 46-foot slope where the plant would be built and storm water and wetlands impact. Of course, everybody's always, you know, talking about that. None of this is accounting for the emissions from the gas extraction process. Uh you know, but they're not planning on extracting the gas. This is a kind of a, a misnomer a little bit. There's uh, this really is well, the story gets into it a little bit. The partners uh, of of Dairyland Power and Cooperative uh, stated today's citizens of Superior have a power supply that is nearly sixty percent renewable from solar, wind, and hydro, and we're not done yet. Our new plan which includes NTEC, sets up a pathway to be nearly 80% renewable. Now, this NTEC plant has planned to add reliability as the company brings more intermittent renewable energies online. We we have both the privilege and the obligation to have affordable 24-hour, seven-days-a-week power to our customers. We all expect the lights to go on when we need them, especially in the coldest and darkest days of the year when wind and solar may not be that available or that dependable. And so what this all will do, will, will it will tie it all in. The site was selected because of the existing energy infrastructure already there, including two interstate natural gas pipelines an existing electric interstate transmission line, and the proximity to existing industries like Embridge and uh, Synovus. So a portion of the property is already owned by Minnesota and would have to be rezoned, and a portion of East 15th Street evidently uh, would have to be vacated. But, you know, I I wonder if the mayor uh, isn't going up... uh, against his own constituency here, the people of the city of Superior and the rounding area. the uh, He's even challenged the job numbers. You know, that's the other thing you always do. Well, it may not be as big as it's supposed to be, but, the, you know, they claim that they're bringing in about 350 families sustaining union construction jobs uh, with the contracts. Uh, council, city councilors uh, 
We're here tonight to call on Mayor Payne and city councilors to support the Nemagi Trail Energy Center, said Kyle Burkovich, president of the Building and Construction Trades. To date, there have been over 5,200 letters of support sent to the mayor and the city council. Over 600 yard signs have been distributed throughout the city of Superior. And so, you know, they got a lot going on here, and it sounds like a pretty positive project that might just help keep energy flowing. Anyway, we got to go to CBS News. We'll come back with much more here on a Monday in the Northland on Sound Out. KDAL. Hear about it. I was just listening to your show. My head is about to explode. Talk about it. Consider what I have to say. It just makes me crazy. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 1139. We're overcast in the Twin Ports. We're mild 22 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth. And Brad, you are on a topic that callers want to sound off on. Well, Good. Who do we have up first? We got Phil, I yeah, think. Phil, Phil on the North Shore is first up. Yep. Phil, good All morning. Right, hey, thanks for uh, having such a great show and for bringing this up. And I got a couple of points to make, Brad, but we'll link it all together. Uh, the need for the Energy Center, okay? Yes. Okay, so let's start with, uh, there was just recently a story about the University of Wisconsin-Superior uh, accepted a whole bunch of money from a Canadian energy company uh, to do a bunch of work on their campus. Do you remember that story? Uh, vaguely. Maybe yes. bring us up to date. So last week, there was the, uh, they accepted a bunch of money to put in a, a scoreboard video system, a bunch of money. They accepted oh, yeah. the University of okay. okay, that has to do with a pipeline that the Canadian Energy Company wants to run down through the United States. You with me? Yes. So to play the ball here, you gotta you gotta be in. So the mayor of Superior, he ain't getting what he wants. Do you see what I'm saying? So he's gonna hold out until he gets what he wants. Do you see, follow? Ah. Either that, either that, or he's on Epstein's blackmail list. <laughs> okay, but let's get back to the energy center then, Brad. The, yes. min, the Midwest Independent Service Operators just issued a warning, I believe it was in December. Uh, they control all the electricity that flows through the Midwest, and they warned that there will be blackouts because the current demands are not being met with the current power plants that we have. The only way we can solve the problem is by adding power plants, okay? Right. Yeah, I saw that same Brad, report. We, we we just went through a cold spell where more people died than a missile attack in the Ukraine. So more people died from the cold weather, Brad. So what I'm saying is that we need the energy center and the Russian missiles suck. <laughs> Good stuff, Bill. Thanks. No, you know what? There absolutely is a potential to have rolling blackouts when we get into these cold, cold periods if we don't have the infrastructure all tied together. And it appears to me like that's what this project, the Nemagi Trail uh, Energy Center, would do is kind of tie facilities that are already there, pipelines that are already there, other facilities, and would just allow for natural gas to be the backup when there are those days that uh, wind turbines and uh, 
and solar panels just aren't doing the job. I mean, we just saw last week what happened to a lot of Teslas and EV vehicles that couldn't get recharged because of the weather conditions. And I don't, for one, I don't want to be on the bad end of that. Um, you know, here here's a statement from a Brian Hubbard, a, li- a lifetime superior resident. He said, look, both as a resident and the president of Lakehead Contractors, I'm in support of this project. Uh, he said the project can be done responsibly and safely. And I I agree with him. I think the technology is out there to be able to do a project like this safely and yet responsibly and have always have the availability of the power that we need to flip the switch and know that it's working. Let's go uh, next up to Jeff. Jeff, good morning. Well, good morning, Brad. I, I support this project too, and I've been speaking with other residents in Superior. But what I what I see down the uh, what I see in the future is the mayor's probably going to lose on this on this topic because the Douglas County Board of Supervisors is overwhelmingly in support of it. And you may see the Douglas County Board of Supervisors uh, playing uh, some political football with this because they could assert themselves and the state of Wisconsin because they've done the research to prepare for this project to be successful. And, you know, I'm going to let the mayor articulate his point of view, but he was initially in favor of the project, and now he doesn't support it. Well, do you have any speculation at all, Jeff, why he has turned and gone against it? I mean, I haven't seen anything where he's come out and really made a statement of one way or the other why he's against it. Well, I'll tell you, and like I say, I, w- I was hoping uh, not to uh, have to say this, but Jenny Van Sickle, who serves on the city council, has influenced his perspective on this because of the um, location near the cemetery on the Namadji River. I think there's concern uh. about that, and I respect that, but I honestly think that this is far enough away uh, and Douglas County will will. Um, I've talked with Douglas County Board of Supervisors, and um, I think they will probably influence uh, the future on this project. So I'm hoping it goes through. All right. Well, thank you for your comments, Jeff. I appreciate that. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of different groups that have weighed in against it, and of course, I don't know why Native American tribes are always against these kinds of projects. Um, and yet they build these massive casinos that use a lot of energy, use a lot of uh, uh, the the products that are made here. Uh, Bob Bob Miller, a member of the Fond du Lac band Lake Superior, said he is a a descendant of the village that once existed on Wisconsin Point. I don't know how many hundreds of years that was, but uh, and it was his ancestors who were moved moved to a mass grave on the bank of the Namaji River, not far from where this project is is uh, built. And as uh, as Jeff said, uh, he indicates that there's... What's going to happen to our cemetery? Is it going to be moved again to another location? Uh, they don't indicate that here. Um, the, um, they, they see... The, uh, it seems like pretty much everybody else is... Uh, is for it. I fully support this power plant and will, and I'll tell you why, said Kevin Nordby of Superior. This is going to make a cleaner environment for Superior. It's going to give us the dependability of the products. 
uh, and, and energy here in the Northland. Um, so today's citizens of Superior have a power supply that is nearly 60% renewable, and this project would bring it up to about 80% without, and they're not digging any new holes in the ground to try to develop new plants. They're just taking the plants that are already coming in, the power projects that already exist, and the uh, the, confu- the conversion of the uh, of the oil that is flowing through a couple of different uh, connecting lines already would be used in that facility. So anyway, if other people would want to talk about it, we'll be more than happy to listen to other people's uh, takes on it. Bradley. Uh, Yes, Mr. Bradley. I've been very yes, busy sir. here, and please be patient with me. Um, we do have Tom from Port Wing that wants to be on this topic, and I think it's important to stay on this as long as people yes. are um, interested in talking about it. Absolutely. Well, let's get Tom on before we have to take our Minnesota news break here. Tom, good morning. Well, good morning to you, Brad. Um, here, I, I want to talk about the environmentalist and heavy on the end part of that, the mentalist. Here's how it goes. It wasn't too long ago the big power line uh, that came through Wisconsin, uh, the ATC had. Uh, the environmentalists were in opposition to that. When it came to immigration, the environmentalists were opposed to immigration because of the strains and stresses on our uh, infrastructure and how our urban sprawl would, would take place. And then they as mentalist, dropped that when it came to uh, the issue of unveiled immigration now by the Biden administration. The Navajo power plant where they're mining coal, uh, that was the worst thing in the world, and they shut the Navajo down. Good $100,000 a year jobs for the tribal members, you know. But then they turned right around and they said, oh, Nevada where uh, we, we need some lithium. Uh, the three tribes that were standing in the way of that project got literally bulldozed out of the way. You know, uh, again, we don't know which way the tribes go. They, they try to be environmentalist sometimes, and it gets uh, all cockeyed for them. And here in Wisconsin, only because one of your callers, I believe it was Fred last week, mentioned it about hydroelectricity, uh, the yes. environmentalist uh, told us in Wisconsin we had to shut down all those dams. 400 and some dams in the state of Wisconsin generating electricity uh, was an environmentalist nightmare because uh, of what it does to the environment and how it drowns out these trees and then they release CO2. So we went and capitulated to the environmentalist all along the way and what have we gotten for it? Absolutely nothing. Re- disregard anything an environmentalist tells you, because they are the most fake people out of all these opposition groups in this country. The environmentalists are actually mental. And that's my, my uh, thought for the day. That's your take on it, and I'll tell you what. I've never seen any of these environmentalists yet that walk outside after their meeting, get on a bike, and drive 20 miles to their home on a bike. They always end up uh, somehow getting in a fossil-burning vehicle and drive away. 
or and go to their home, which has electricity and has running water and has all the features that we all would like to have and continue to have. Anyway, folks, we've got to take our Minnesota news break. We'll be back. ADAL time is 1155, 22 degrees at the National Weather Service, 22 on the air temp. Now, we do have a northwest wind at 7, so we're looking at a wind chill of 14. It's cold outside still. It's January, for goodness gracious, and there's snow and ice (laughs) on the ground, uh, but not as cold as we have been, so that's good. You know, Kenny, in in projects like this Namaji Trail Energy Center, I I think politicians like the mayor of, of Superior even some of the city councilors that have come out against it have to be very careful when they make these broad statements about how the city of Superior is not supporting it. Uh, the mayor has come out and said that he he speaks for the citizens of Superior and that that uh, he no longer supports the project. And uh, one of the people quoted in the story was, of course, a member of one of the unions. Nonetheless, Greg Ogson said, look, I live right by Cathedral Church and I have a, a support a sign on my fence that says we support NTEC. The mayor does not speak for me. Uh, it's extremely disappointing that he has uh, taken a stand like this after first coming out and supporting it. Maybe they just need a simple, uh, quick uh, citywide referendum to find out what the people of Superior are thinking. And that might just uh, that might take care of it. Anyway. We got our legal beagle, our Chris Dahlberg, attorney at law, high above the U.S. Bank building. How are things for you today, Chris? Oh, they're going well, Brad. I, and I thought we'd uh, continue on our discussion. I think last week we talked about how do you, you know, uh, omit children. You know, because people yes. sometimes feel bad about that. We're Minnesota nice. And they said, you know, I feel bad. How am I going to, you know, not have my kids included or that? So uh, a couple more things to talk about. A lot of times people come into my office and say, I want a no contest clause in the will, meaning uh, mm. if, if somebody contests it, they're out of the will. Well, in Minnesota, that's against public interest, a public policy. And, the, and you can understand oh. the reason why, because if one kid gets in there and kind of maneuvers, pressures mom to give everything to, to th- themselves, well, that would be unfair if the kids can't contest it, right? So, sure. you know, by public policy, if, if something is wrong or there's been fraud, of course you can challenge it. But what I do with my clients is sometimes a child is admitted because maybe they got into drugs or they just, you know, were really not very respectful to the parents. So we will put in there, uh, first of all, who it goes to, but then I do an intentional omission clause. And all it says is uh, the omissions the uh, that we've made are not unintentional or due to mistake. And then, uh, and then we might even say the child's name. We've intentionally uh, omitted from taking in the uh, the will. And I always gotcha. like to add to soften it. This is not due to lack of love, because you know parents, you parents will always love their children, even if their children have disappointed them. Uh, but but you know, so that's what we do. So for the listeners at Dahlberg Law, no two families are the same. We treat everybody individually. So call us. We'll help you through all those kind of tough things. So Dahlberg Law Office, 218-722-5809. And everybody enjoy this wonderful weather. It's going to be great, isn't it? Absolutely. It's going to be like uh, short weather, Chris. Listen, I appreciate it. Appreciate the information. A lot of good stuff there this morning. Uh, Folks, we have uh, shot our number one, but we will be back with our number two coming up. If you want to stay on this subject, 
just uh, give Kenny a call. Let him know you want to continue to talk about the uh, the Nemagi uh, Trail Energy Center. Otherwise, we'll move along to other issues when we come back with our number two here on Sound Off KDAL Radio.